Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. And uh, this is our first official White Hat Wednesday. Um, Thank you to someone we're going to be talking to in just a minute for saying, hey, why don't we do this? I I really, really appreciate it. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Um, Just a couple of quick uh, reminders uh, for everybody that on in June at NAADA, we will be broadcasting live. Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Uh, that will be the 20th through the 23rd of June. And then TIADA in July, around the same time of the month, 24th to 26th, we will also be broadcasting live from there as well. And we are speaking at TIADA doing two sessions. And so we will be on Monday doing a session on business planning, which will be for new and established dealers. There'll be something mm-hmm. for everybody in that one. And then uh, we also on Tuesday, I'm moderating a national dealer panel. Dealers yeah, from fun. Florida, uh, South Carolina, and Wisconsin will be on the board. Yeah. And I just, uh, so yeah, join us for both of those. We, we're really looking forward to, uh, to, to both of those. One thing though, to keep in mind is that on the NIADA, um, we broadcast live at 9 a.m. Eastern. And they're on Pacific time. Yeah, but it'll feel like Eastern. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, we haven't quite decided whether or not um, we do the regular 9 a.m. Eastern and then have a special broadcast. At stay like, tuned. At like 9 a.m. Pacific just right. for the thing. So, yeah, stay tuned on that about how we're going to do that because um, we certainly are not going to expect all the dealers in Pacific and Mountain um, time to s- tune in at that time. right of course oh, yeah. so we'll figure that out we'll make an announcement about what time we go so <laughs> and we've been asked at NIADA in june to uh, go at a certain time slot um live so yeah. uh, we look forward to that thanks for the invitation bill elizondo if you're listening we appreciate you reaching out to us on yeah. that and uh, also uh just a reminder please throw your um if you have questions or comments please uh, throw your name and your comments in there we also like to hear and like the others to see where you're listening from so throw your state in there and say uh, good morning and let's uh, hear from everybody. And then uh, also I might introduce quickly, Michelle, the white hat way and uh, explain to people, we talked about reading it, but it's about three paragraphs that uh, if you go to the BHPH Institute, we'll put the link after the broadcast into the comments, you can find it. But the white hat way is a concept that we developed. And uh, when you read it, you'll kind of understand what that's about, but it's really about, in my view, you know, growing up as a young kid, watching the, the Westerns and the John Wayne stuff, uh, you know, the white hat cowboy, or what is sometimes called the cowboy way, in the, in the old movies, the, the good guy tended to wear the white hat, sometimes rode a white horse. and But that's kind of, we, we've chosen that as a way to represent ethics and principles and just kind of being the good guys in the car business, which leads me into our special guest for today. We're happy to have with us Tommy Brandis, and those of you, I'll tell you quickly, we're broadcasting live on uh, LinkedIn and uh, YouTube and also in the BHPH Success Group in uh, Facebook. Oh, so, wait, Tommy, can, can yeah. I just make a quick comment about that? Sure. We we got um, this, pod, this oh. morning show um, uh, officially syndicated on Apple Tunes, That's Apple right. iTunes, 
and um and uh, Spotify. Spotify and we're working on Google's taking a long time but I didn't realize how easy it was to do that we're out there so yeah, you can find so. us when you're driving to the auction and you're you're bored and uh, <laughs> you got uh, you got the morning show you can tune into and you can find the archived episodes over there as a podcast yeah. so anyway we are happy to introduce our uh, guest for the day of uh, folks know him from the BHPH success group because he's the original creator of that group and uh He's here to join us on a very special day because 30 years ago today, June 1st, 1992, Tommy Brandis opened his first dealership. Uh, welcome, Tommy. We're going to hit you with a little sound effect here. Oh, wait. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, welcome, Tommy. So, yeah, 30 years is a big deal. Yeah, we got a sound effect board over <laughs> we here, We do, Tommy. but we sometimes forget how to use it. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Good morning, everybody. So... Uh, I looked it up, Tommy. In 1992, about this time, Bill Clinton was campaigning to be president. He was uh, elected in November and became president in early 93. So George H.W. was our president back at the time that you opened your dealership in Sellersville, Pennsylvania, right? You got it. Nice. So I didn't know you then. I met you in the late 90s and you were already uh, had years under your belt. So tell us, take us back to 1992 and, and, uh, and tell us how that went. Uh, I was um, basically got hired to run this um, little extension of a Chevy Subaru franchise uh, called Buy Here, Pay Here. We didn't know too much about it at the time. But uh, Rick Reeves, who I'm sure a fair amount of people in here know. I have something um, to tell you about Rick Reeves when you finish there. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, uh, he had a program uh, called Gold Key. And my uh, boss who hired me at the time, Bruce Allen, uh, signed up for the program, which was kind of like almost like a um, buy here, pay here in a box, for lack of a better term. Came with a popcorn machine, the Coke machine and software and and kind of everything you needed to uh, open your doors and start selling cars. So I went to his training, which was um, a major event back 12, 14 hour days for five days a week. Uh, before we opened, opened the door June 1st, sold the first car on June 4th, and 30 years later, here we are talking. Here we are. Beautiful. So I reached out to Rick Reeves this morning by text message, um, and he unfortunately, last minute, was already obligated elsewhere, but he did ask me to tell you that if you're coming to NIADA, he has a special presentation, has a special award for you. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. So I so, wish oh, I, I wish I was, but I will not be. I'll be on vacation in the Outer Banks at that time. I'm going to leave him to tell you what the award is, but um, he just said to make sure you know he's sorry he couldn't be here this morning, uh, but that uh, he's uh, offers his congratulations and uh, and has an award. Congratulations or condolences. A little <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to the popcorn machine because I think that's a significant piece of what's going on here. You know, I was taught the same thing back when we started. I, I could just imagine a lot of dealers like, what? Yeah. That's the important piece? It's it's popcorn a, machine. It's a, an important track, isn't it, Tommy? You can explain to them what that's about. Well, um, back in the day, once again, mm -hmm. uh, most customers came in. Majority of our customers were weekly payers. Uh, there was no on. Oh, there was no internet, so there was no online um, payments or credit card payments or anything like that. So customers came in every, mostly every Friday and Saturday, and uh, made their payments in person. So every Friday and Saturday, we filled up the Coke machine and popcorn and had popcorn going and balloons and 
made it kind of like a little celebration when they came in to make their payment. Mm-hmm. So um, you've heard this many times over the years. Tommy said his customers paid weekly. Some of them paid very weekly. So, <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. I hit the rim shot. We had the volume turned down. I hit the rim. Very weak. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, we, we're still learning. Yeah. Sorry, and we're still waking up over here. So the uh, so that's kind of the part that I want to talk about. It's like you're, you're creating interaction. You're creating a relationship with your customer. And one of the things I found, Tommy, when I did popcorn machine in my own business, it's funny if you'd ask people, hey, would you want a bag of popcorn, especially a mother and a couple of kids? You know, hey, you want a, cup, a bag of popcorn? They would say, no, thank you. But if I just poured some popcorn and walked over and handed them the bags, they would gobble it up. Yeah. Like they were happy to have it, but they were just too bashful sometimes to accept it. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And yeah. so we did that. I love it. Exactly. I, yeah, the, I kid, like it. the kid, the kids love the popcorn. And I also found out that popcorn has a magnetic attraction to the floor of your dealership. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you keep a big, uh, what do they call it? A big push room around, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For sure. But you know, then it looks like, Hey, a lot of people have been here and have enjoyed the popcorn. And it gives the place a lived in look. Which is, you know, <laughs> yes, it right. does. Yeah. So it no, it is part of the thing. And it's part of really, frankly, the white hat way part is like, it's, it's about kind of being a good neighbor in your community. And so Michelle and I look forward to talking to you because we, Michelle teased on uh, Monday that we want to talk about engagement, you know, customer engagement. So you've done a lot of things over the years. Um, and I've, I've watched, we've talked about some of these things. So I'd love for you to share with our listeners, kind of some of the things that you've done to keep customers engaged and part of your family, which I'm going to tell people before you listen, a lot of people throw around the word family. We're a family. We're family. Tommy's place is their family. I mean, it's the real thing. So you might help people understand how do you create that? Well, I think it's a little more difficult uh, today. And that's a topic that I think should be discussed more and more. Mm -hmm. um, but back, back then it was, it was easy because everybody came in. You know, yeah. everybody knew each other and, and uh, the, the towns were smaller and there was less distraction with uh, social media and things like that. So everybody interacted on a personal level. Um, mm -hmm. So so it was a lot easier back then holding different events and and, uh, and weekly drawings and monthly drawings and part quarterly parties. And it was it was simple. Um, mm -hmm. Now, today, I think it has a lot to do with social media and um, just taking the time to. Um, it's not a car sale. It's a, it's creating, it's, it's the car business. I've said it before, create a relationship. We're in the car business. Yeah. Uh, so when you're selling that car, the, the, the sales um, team and, and everybody in the dealership, the collectors, everybody who's there has to take the time to create the relationship now in, in basically a, a few hour period, as opposed to what we would do over the course of, you know, the, the few months. So, I think social media has a lot to uh, do with it now. Uh, staying active on social media, still trying to have events. Um, so and, how do you uh, run your events? If you don't mind me asking. So now that we're, you know, we're not having the balloons and the popcorn machine on Friday and Saturday, and that's when you do your event. How do you do those kind of events now that it, we're on the social media? Age? Really, uh, really just uh, interacting with the customers. Uh, you know, we have, you always have your core group of customers. Um, that are the ones. So you actually you go to them and then you have them bring their families and you kind of reach it out. And it takes a lot more planning. You could throw a party together in two weeks, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. back, back when we opened, but, uh, but now it probably takes a good six, eight weeks to, to get an event together. And, and I have to admit the, the turnout, the turnout isn't as great as it, as they used to be. That's yeah. why I think um, uh, virtual, you know, interaction is, is the way to go these days. It's unfortunate, but 
you know. Yeah, they don't have smell a vision. You can't smell the popcorn. It's really it doesn't work the same. So there there's some things to learn. I think you know some of the polls that we've done in recent months. I remember a number of dealers chimed in saying they're still getting a fairly large percentage of their payments in cash. So I think it depends on the market, maybe how you promote yourself. I think there are still some customers who prefer to pay in person. And there will always be some of that. Certainly there's less, but let's go back to the events. Like some of your favorite stories or, or um, maybe experiences or promotions that you did through your event. Cause I, I find it's important to separate there's, there's promotional events and then there's goodwill events. So maybe let's talk first about your goodwill events. Some of the things you did for your current customers. I guess the, the biggest one that, um, man, we've been doing it forever because I just can't believe how awesome, uh, uh, it, it's received is uh, we give away free turkeys um, the week, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't think too much of it at first. Um, you know, we bought 50 turkeys and people would come in and we'd hand them out. We'd advertise it. And then as it kind of grew, we'd have people lining up in the morning for turkeys. Oh. And, um, you <laughs> know, and, 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 sitting here, and I know and everybody's sitting here going, it's said, well, it's not anymore. But back then it was like a freaking, it was like 69 cents a pound for a 15 pound turkey. You know, so it didn't cost a whole lot to do, um, but I would really have customers come in in tears yeah. uh, thanking me for this turkey because they didn't have a turkey for Thanksgiving. So that that's probably out of everything I've done. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the one that just that just really hits me every year. Like I, yeah. I'm there. I hand them out every year. Oh, and, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, and it really? just it hits me. It hits me every year. I'm uh, I get kind of ch- I'm get, getting kind of choked up thinking about it now you know yeah. i love it and yeah. uh, well let me uh, let me ask you as as a marketer and all that how did you advertise that what did you do to advertise that well when we started i mean we've been doing it over 20 years now uh mm-hmm. so it was one of those um as any kind of annual event you know you kind of have to do the same we you know we do like school books school book bags and things like that so it's a consistency having happening the same time of year so you know as the as we grew the, the uh, event, you know, first, first year we had 50 turkeys and they sat there, you know, all day. Fortunately, they were all frozen. Um, but as it grew, like I said, we would go through, we'd get rid of 50 turkeys in an hour and a half. And then, um, you know, sometimes go and order more or, or, or things like that. So it just, just grew, you know, it was just something and people would come in, you giving away turkeys this year, you know, things like that. So that's yeah. kind of, it's consistency over time and it just grows. I love that word consistency. Yeah, we created a big thing. I went uh, through a thing with the dealership in Tennessee. I didn't own it. I managed it and it turned into like a three-year management uh, deal where I just stepped in thinking it was going to be a temporary help somebody through it. But we ended up completely overhauling the business model. And um, one of the things we did was a big Christmas party. And we had standing room only like at the local, I can't remember what the hotel was, but a big banquet hall. And we, you know, we filled the place up and Mm -hmm. gave away I don't know how many thousands. I know you spent thousands on events. You remember what the most you ever spent on an event was? Oh, probably we did a combination when when I had two two uh, locations. We did a combination uh, car payoff, sell a friend car payoff event, mm-hmm. and we rented out a, a fire hall, and there was probably two hundred and some people there. Mm-hmm. And geez, I mean, uh, that, that was probably around ninety seven or ninety eight. I think we spent almost ten grand. Nice. Not event, which was a ton of money back then, but it was awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, why why would you call that successful? Because that's a lot of money, even for back then. Why would you why would you say, hey, this is a, a good idea to do something like this and spend ninety eight hundred dollars on just 
just the amount of people that showed up. We, we had, you know, we had two locations, 20, about 25 miles apart and, uh, and different demographics. One, you know, one's a city, one's kind of more rural. Mm-hmm. And um, so to bring everybody together, we'd have two small parties. We said, hey, let's try a big party. So to have customer bases from both sides come in and drive, you know, 12 mm-hmm. miles to kind of meet in the central location and just uh, have a great night. I mean, it was like it was like going to a, a, a big wedding. It was great. Yeah, everything, everything but the beer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so let me ask you, though, in order to get someone to pay off or for you to pay off their loan, what did they have to do? That was the um, initial referral program where they had to um, uh, refer a customer and then they would get their name put in a, um, a fishbowl for a drawing. So every every quarter and then we went to twice a year to make the event bigger. Um, you would every time you referred somebody you got your name in a fishbowl. So if you referred five people over the course of six months you had your name in the fishbowl five times. And then we had mm-hmm. the big event and we pulled one name out and we wrote them a check on the spot to pay off their car. Beautiful. So was this like referrals that bought or just referrals? Referrals that had somebody, customer, a customer that bought. Yeah, back then we really didn't push the bird dog referral right. uh, as mm-hmm. much as we try to do today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, customer referring a, a friend, family member, coworker. Yeah, Great idea. Like, Really great idea. Oh, yeah. It's, it's huge. And I think as far as the white hat part of that, like, you know, it's a chance because people can say we're family. They can go out there and promote themselves in all these different ways. But through the events like that, you get to show people you some heart. Like you're, you're genuinely, you know, through these Christmas parties and turkey giveaways, you're showing people some real heart that you really care about them and you care about your community. Love it. Absolutely love it. Right. So what, um, like of anything that you've done to help with your customer engagement, you, you, you would say that the Turkey is probably the thing you're most proud of. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we've done so much 30, you know, you, you name it. We've, we've, we've done it. it there, <laughs> there's no, there's no such thing as a bad promotion as long as your employees are invested in, it. you know, if oh, you're okay. employed- that's a really another interesting question. That's Nugget. something that could be totally unpacked that your employees are invested in it. How did you get your employees invested in a promotion? <laughs> Most of the time they came up with it. <laughs> I love really. Yeah. They come up with the idea and I said, you know, let's run with it. What the heck? You know? <laughs> that was sarcasm. But mm-hmm. I, you know, employees have some really great ideas and you know, if you open it up, you can get some fantastic, uh, fantastic, ways of getting people in the door. I want to squirrel a little bit on an example of that. Um, I come from the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, and Rainier Beer is a big beer out there. Those of you who know, you know, Rainier, and I think they, they still are in operation, but back in the 80s, you would see the most amazing creative commercials. And you know where they got their ideas for their commercials? from their employees. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they had one where it was, you looked at it over like the uh, evening time lake and you'd hear cricket or car- frogs and one would go, Rainier, beer, mm-hmm. Rainier, beer. Sure. And just fun stuff. So yeah, employees yeah. are really, when you put uh, people's minds together and give people the opportunity to get creative, they can. Well, and you know, you said invested. I think when, when employees are excited about it then they can get the customers excited yeah. about it. you know you can't possibly do that with everybody yourself and and so yeah if they're out front uh you know doing that then uh, that makes a huge difference in the participation in your event so 
Yeah, I found it was just so much fun. The Christmas parties and things that we did. I mean, just you could just see the smiles and the laughs. And we just had a big time. And people went away super appreciative. And like you say, asking, when's the next one? When the, you guys yeah, are doing a Christmas party? When's the again? Christmas party? Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah. exactly. Yep, that's exactly right. Well, yeah. Um, any other things that you're doing now, like when someone buys a car today and they're a new customer, is there anything that you guys do that just kind of helps in, um, embrace them, bring them into the family? Uh, well, that's like I said, we just spend a little more time with them. It's just not, you know, come in, here's your keys, get out. You know, we sit there, talk to them. Obviously, we run the we run the popcorn machine every day still. To you this still day. run the Good. popcorn oh, machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> popcorn machine runs and we have a hot dog roller now. Pizza started to get expected, expensive. So, uh, but yep, we have a soda, soda machine and popcorn machine. So, yep, still do it to this day. So you, it's just kind of, and, and are those free for your customers to come in and grab one? Absolutely. You know, anybody awesome. who wants to stop. I don't have it. anything planned for lunch today. So. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a drive. Why, why not? I don't know. My, my, uh, my taste for popcorn has kind of uh, waned over the years. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah, follow. I bet, but it's, it's like, yeah, we get popcorn for the appetizer. The main. Yeah. So, you know, dog. we have, we have that. We explain the Facebook uh, program, get them to join Facebook, um, explain our, current referral program which we talked about before the the drive for five which uh uh five referrals get your car paid off um mm -hmm. and we have a racetrack we have a whole you, you know um so you, you get you get a rate when you get your first referral you get a race car with your name on it and you go into turn one turn two turn three turn four and then winner circle and then we get you a trophy and things like that so, oh i love that so that's a, there's, there's a lot of little discussions on you know and we teach and then they go, well, I don't know, five people. And then we 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 spend the time and we kind of educate the customer on on how to get referrals. You know, mm -hmm. our goal, I mean, with with the way loans have gotten more and more expensive, I, I'll be honest, um, it, it's you don't get the benefit. Some of those customers go in and slam it. You know, I paid some nine thousand dollar cars uh, loan balances off, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but our our true goal with the program is to get every customer to refer one customer, yep. um, you know, mm -hmm. and then we work them through. So it, the goal of getting them to pay the loan off anymore isn't as important as getting every customer to get one referral in the door. And everybody knows one person. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that that's something that you explain when they buy. Yep. Yeah. So spend some time. I like yeah. that. So That's Tommy, really I think, you know, you and I have been, uh, and, and I've been a member of the success group for maybe two years now. And we, we, you know, we see all the conversations and I think, you know, with, with you being such a resource and, uh, and I know you can't sit on Facebook all the time and answer all the questions. Plus I know about your ADD thing. Cause I, I have the same, <laughs> right. it comes up a way you can't finish a three paragraph. You should listen thing. to conversations between these <laughs> two. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, because of that, I, the dealers are out there asking questions about, you know, what should I be charging or, you know, which GPS company should I use? And I feel like they need to be asking, how do I stay in business for 30 years? Like what, because all of the decisions that you would make, GPS, markup, you name it, I mean, it's it's all tied back to how do I build for long term? How do I, you know, and so a lot of these things are very short term things and we really need to kind of put them all through the filter of how do I stay in business for 30 years? Uh, really simple. You have to truly care about the customer and you have to huh? truly create the relationship. I sit and watch and people ask, what's the best GPS? Okay, we're already... Now we're selling a car to somebody that we want to pay. And the first thing we want to do is put a tracker on it. Yeah. Um, and then I see people 
got to love them. It's up, it's up to them, but they put two GPSs in because they're going to, you know, everybody focuses right on the negative. We're going to, we talk about repossession 16 different times when we're closing the loan. The mm-hmm. word repossession does not come up one time in our loan closing. Yeah. Um, the word communication comes uh-huh. up, um, but not repossession, you know? Um, yeah. So truly caring about the customer and, and truly wanting to help the customer as long as the customer wants help and wants to be honest with us. And if, and if you're honest with them, you know, I tell them you, you're, you're buying a used car, your car's going to break mm-hmm. and not all of it's going to be covered under warranty. And when it breaks, you're going to have to fix it. So take yeah. care of it. Sure. You know, just being almost like raising your kids, you know, oh. it's kind of, it's kind of like a, sometimes I feel like I'm the world's highest paid babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love it. But it's, it's really a great opportunity. Don't you think Tommy to be able to, to take people that might not have ever had a, a mentor of any kind about around finances and being responsible and all of that. And to take them on as like, I'm going to, here's, I'm going to mentor you a little bit about, you need, let's, let's talk about the stuff and, and then following through and actually doing that. Um, in that vein, I got to share, I'm going to go ahead and make our audience aware, Tommy, that we've been uh, exploring the idea of bringing you into a mentorship role. And so uh, look for some opportunities to uh, be able to get some mentorship from a 30 year dealer. So yeah. you know, just stay tuned. I can't, <laughs> we don't have the stay right tuned. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well, those of you who know Jim and I, it's like, oh, there's, that's, it's like we, we, we build something and it's like, what are we going to build now? Yeah, we but we're, something. we're ready. We, we think we've figured out how to, to create the mentorship thing. So we're excited to, uh, to get that in place and, and have people be able to, uh, you know, get access to, to the, all the wealth of knowledge that, you know, we're obviously hearing in, in a short broadcast this morning. I got to go back to something you said when we did our podcast before, I remember you talking about, um, the phrase about well, a couple of things you talked about the customers, like the way you describe your customers, maybe for our audience, who's new to the buy here, payer space, talk to folks about who you feel like the customer is in general, like overall, um, and aggregate customers of buy here, payer. How do you think about them? In, in, a, in a simple phrase, our, our customers are, are survivors. Um, they probably haven't been brought up in the, in the best of household. They probably, uh, made some, um, poor decisions along the way, uh, but they keep punching mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're working on, you know, I, I, I can't believe what they can do with the amount, you know, with, with the paychecks that they make. I said it before. I said, a lot of us on here are very blessed to be able to probably spend more than one of their weekly paychecks on a dinner at, you know, a steakhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think it, when you think of it that way, you know, um, you, you, you gotta, you gotta try to help them out. And, and, and it's not about, you know, like, like I said before, if you're thinking about, yep, I'm just going to repossess this guy, this guy's bad guy, everybody in the planet is going to, is going to get out to, is going to, you know, is out to get you, then you're going to lose, you know, 80, 85. I I said it a hundred percent of the customers that we sell to the banks say will not pay their bills. Somehow we get 80% of them to pay, on a weekly basis, right? You know, uh, current, and then another ten or fifteen percent we have to work with, and then the five percent that you know blow their car up and we sold them a lemon are they're they're the small ones. We focus on that five percent of customers instead of focusing on the ninety five percent of customers that we should be focusing on and spending time with. And part of what happens there is you have uh, dealers out there that are creating 
through their underwriting or whatever, and maybe they're closing, uh, they're creating more percentage of headache customers. Conflict. They're creating conflict out of the box. Yeah, they're they're creating some of that themselves as the dealer side. And so we know that happens. And so I want to kind of reemphasize the part about the 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 heart piece of this like i'm hearing you say that you you approach those customers as survivors and you you uh, approach them in a in a very uh empathetic way you you show them a lot of respect that doesn't mean you don't hold them accountable right correct right so and sometimes that's part of what you know you you kind of did in the context of babysitting I, so, sometimes what we do as babysitters parents whatever we're we're holding folks accountable in a way that's friendly and firm and is, you know, is, uh, appropriate, uh, but it's still done in a loving and empathetic way. In a logical way. And yeah. yeah so, uh, I, there's a couple things on that, that I, I love that you use the term survivors. I, I see a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of times that, that our customer is, is described more as a victim or you know other other things like that that it's like they're a victim everything's a problem da 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 I love this survivors thing and I noticed um, when I was going through some of the Facebook feeds this morning which is part of what I do also mm-hmm. at Coffee Time that you made a comment in a stream from um, Stephen Ter- Stephen Tina Barrett it, w- it looks like it posted last night. And um, Russell Moore piped in, and it was kind of about Good wage morning, increases. Russell Moore. Good morning, Russell Moore, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, uh, it was about uh, wage increases and pinch of inflation. And Russell came in, and part of what he said was, um, I still have to admit, as we all should, we make a pretty good living and spreading it out to your, spreading out to your best investment, your people. Think about living on your lowest paid employees' wages. Yeah. And they, he kind of went on a little bit more, and you – popped right in and it's like, boom. That's all I said, <laughs> boom. It's just, it's exactly just, it. It's as simple, yeah. it's as simple as that. So yeah, that couple, you know, I, I use that same adage when I, when I go to a restaurant and I, and I tip, you know, that extra, that extra $5 or $10 on the, on the mm-hmm. tip really in the, in the grand scheme of things means nothing to, to me, you know, I'll forget mm-hmm. about it, but it could, it means the world to that, uh, to that uh, uh, wait waitress or wait person. Right. You know, and the same thing with our employees. You know, I, I, mo- most of my, most of my, you know, you sit there and you see bonus plans and there's 75 different ways to calculate a collector's bonus each week. And I'm like, I pay my collectors 20 bucks an hour, you yeah. know, and, uh, and my sales and my sales guy gets a thousand dollar a week salary. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to sell me three cars for the thousand. And then, um, then he gets a bonus on top of that. So I try mm-hmm. to take the worry of, of, um, of salary and paycheck out of their day-to-day business. If they're sitting there spending time thinking, holy crap, I got to sell three cars this week because my rent's due, you know, mm-hmm. um, then they're not focused on selling the three cars. They're just going to get three cars done any way they possibly can. Sure. You know, um, when, when they, when they know they're going to get a paycheck, that's going to cover their bills. Um, and then the bonus comes if they, you know, if we have a really good week, um, they're focused on creating the relationship with the customer. Yeah. And so just getting the sale done. So Tommy, just a quick uh, word for our audience. We're, we're about the 30 minute mark. We try to keep them about 30, but we got two good. Co- yeah. We got some questions. questions coming in. So I think people are going to want to stay tuned here because uh, there's some questions for yeah. you that I've, I've kind of heard you answer before. So I look forward so to So if you don't mind, um, Martin, how do you 
Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Good Gutierrez. morning. Gutierrez. Martin, when we Buenos see, dias. I see you frequently on different streams um, from some of these Facebook questions. He says, hey, guys, Martin here from Texas. Question for Tommy. When do you draw a line between being lenient and doing a repo? Um, it comes down. To, it comes down to communication. Yep. Uh, if the customer stops communicating with us. Um, and that's usually happens about 15 days and they stop communicating with us. And I, and I, and I say, I've said it before, if, if I can take a single mother of two children's only mode of transportation, her minivan, only mode of transportation for her family, for her kids and to get back and forth to work away from her and I can go to sleep at night, then it's time to repo. Right. Right on. I've also heard you refer to, um, part of the conversation is like, oh man, I don't make me repo. <laughs> why did you make me repo? Why'd you make me repo you? I mean, I don't want to have to do that. And that's so, what it comes down to. Why, why yeah. did you make me take your car? The last thing I want to do is take yeah. your car. Why'd yeah. you make me do that? Yeah. yeah. And you know, then, and go, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You want to you know, sit that down and fix it and get it back in their car. Yeah. No, I just would say, you know, you guys can tell we've known Tommy a long time. We've talked to Tommy a couple of times, podcast or whatever. You can find the, the podcast with Tommy by going to the YouTube channel. Just do a search for Tommy. You'll for find the, it, from the, the, yeah, the note yeah. podcast. Uh -huh. um, the other question came from um, Bill Elizondo, a good friend out there, too. So, Tommy, if there is one thing you could tell someone starting out they need to know in this business, what would it be? Thanks and advice for the response or thanks in um, advance for the response. I, I said it years ago. If you think you know everything, you're already on the road to failure. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and and I've said it myself. I'm not a smart guy. I'm a C's gets degrees guy, uh, but I'm a good listener. Wait, say that again. You're a what kind of guy? I'm a C's gets degrees guy. Okay. I have no idea you what have to that explain means. Explain that one to Michelle and Jim. <laughs> neither neither do my neither do my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, Dad, you got a C? I said, I got all C. I got oh, some man, Bs, too, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, be, but be, be a good listener. Take advantage. Man, take advantage of, of all this stuff that's out here. All the, you know, not just buy here, pay here success, but there's other buy here, pay here, you know, sites, boardroom and, and independent dealer and and um, and Luke and, and yeah. Luke's podcast. There's yeah. so 20 groups. There's so much out there now. Um, and just keep and open your mind to it, you know, yeah. you know, Tommy, like, I think we probably talked about this before, but you know, we go to these conferences and you go to a good conference and there might be, Oh, I don't know, 300, maybe the bigger conferences have a thousand dealers. I don't know that I've ever seen a thousand dealers at a conference, but in buy here, payer, there's supposed to be about 20,000 buy here, payer dealers. So that means there's like 19,000 plus that aren't coming and they're just out there kind of, yeah. you know, winging it and, and kind of not taking advantage of best practices and learning right. from other folks and obviously this morning show we hope can be you know part of how you reach people and, and have yeah. a chance to talk to them but wow we just see so many people just don't take uh the opportunity to get educated and there's some really important stuff coming down the pike on on compliance and you know they're just the folks ought to be at these conferences and uh mm -hmm. and, and so uh tommy i hope you can make tiada in july it's going to be roasting in uh, central <laughs> texas they have an indoor water park tommy yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'll race you down yeah. with it like we're, the dual tubes. We're into Poconos. We're like the we're Pocono, Pennsylvania is like the king of indoor water parks now. Oh, uh, nice, yeah. For some weird reason. Well, then you're seasoned and a yes. veteran of these things, so yeah. all the all the better to come out and and race me. They have excellent queso <laughs> in, in Austin, Texas. Oh so. yeah, yeah, queso. Yeah. So anyway, just uh, yeah, 
that. So did we get at the other question? I think. Uh, yeah, we got? did. We had the one from Bill and one from Martin. And I don't think I don't see anything else. Um, so we probably should start to kind of just wrap things I up. I guess so. And I know <laughs> Jim sounds so disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed too, Tommy. We really enjoy. Hey, this this was fun. Here. I I couldn't think of it. I woke up this morning. I said I couldn't think of a better way to uh, to uh, celebrate. I guess my 30 years in business and and. Yep. Yep. You know, it's that's now I, I still have I still have some seat time left, but but it's definitely the mentoring and, and trying to help the next generation, um, yeah. you know, do it because it's, it's gotten a, it's gotten a whole lot more expensive to get into this business. You know, yeah, we have to be better uh, at yeah. certain things. Right. And so, yeah. yeah so, again, uh, congratulations uh, your way from uh, Rick Reeves. So uh, he, he has a presentation for you soon. That's so awesome. Maybe, maybe we'll figure out a way to present that live from NIAPA. Oh, that would be so, really beautiful. That, that be would fun? be beautiful. And again, you know, Tommy, just congratulations. Yay. On 30 successful years of of um, learning and being open to new ideas and about creating raving fans in your customers. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and folks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks we hope so you'll continue to follow us on yeah. uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, YouTube. All right. Any last words, Tommy? Yep. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Go out there, have fun with your customers. All right. Have a great Wednesday, you guys, and we'll see you on Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm.